Hi, I'm Charisma O'Keefe. And I'm Angelica Yard. And we're the heart behind the Heart and Hustle podcast. Every Wednesday, we share a new episode with our listeners on topics that range from business and creativity to leadership and innovation. We also interview some of the best and brightest in the industry and spread our love of entrepreneurship all over the internet with our hashtag, BossSoHard. We're on a mission to help you find balance in your life, creativity in your career, and dollars in your bank account. So sit back, relax, and take notes while we show you how to dream big, work hard, and repeat. Welcome back. If you guys like what you hear, please leave us a review on iTunes. And please be sure to check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Heart and Hustle Podcast and on Twitter at Heart Hustle Pod. And you can use the hashtag BossSoHard to show us how you guys are dreaming big and working hard. So it is Black History Month. It is. Officially. Like we recorded the day before and I was already in my mind. But now it counts. Yeah. It's as black as it's going to (laughs) get. I love it. It's my favorite time of year. Although... I hate this year and last year, but I mean, outside of that, you know, <laughs> it's, it's been a very black month already, and I'm, you know, what is it? It's, it's right now, it's a seven. I don't say it's only it's been a week until, in, into and, it. I mean, Beyonce came out first day swinging. She's she was like, like, hey. I'm having two babies. Two, Here not just are. one, but two babies. That's important. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. Like, it's so funny because I love, like, my husband, because the first thing I, like, first, my brothers caught it, like, literally like i don't know i think that his post originally said like 15 minutes like she just posted nice. so the vlogs and stuff hadn't picked it up yet. yeah so he sends it to me and matt and i'm just like oh my gosh so we're like freaking out the three of us and then i immediately extended to john and john is like oh my god this is so great and i'm like this is why we're married because you <laughs> that's your response because a lot of people would be like why are you personally sending me this like baby announcement yeah but he was like no i, I was literally having coffee with melissa and i was like my sister just texted me and told me beyonce was pregnant okay girl <laughs> we're just like and anyway back to our that's, coffee and conversation totally that is <laughs> we're that like is that's totally cool we're going back to our conversation it's so funny because like lovey has like an article oh yeah i like, laughed at like, she's so ridiculous of, like beyonce fans and stuff like that i'm like oh cool this is an article about yeah me. the hive although got out of i don't like yell at like people no I no don't take it to that extreme but i definitely like if beyonce sneezes i'm like yes honey that was the best you're like bless you, you. Like, oh my goodness yeah too so, funny pretty fantastic um so since it's black history month it let's is. talk about our favorite Black thing that's happening right now. <laughs> talk about black things, yeah. uh, which we should probably do every month. I'm like, every podcast, we're just going to talk about our favorite black things for the next, like... Like, we don't need a recap. No. Like, our lives, it's, you know, whatever. Our favorite black Let's things. just talk about, yeah. Well, I... You guys know Black History Month is my favorite thing. It's so funny, because I tweeted this, but I was telling my my daughter, I was like, oh, you got to go to a pediatrician. This was last week. I was like, you're going to a pediatrician this week. We're going to a doctor. And she was like, Dr. King? <laughs> I was like... <laughs> I was like no <laughs> i wish we I would to see dr king oh, yeah i was like immediate response oh. like dr king like she doesn't know any other doctors except yeah, that's, dr marlon the king jr mean, and i was like i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing sense, we have like over that's, so funny. that's too funny but um well i feel like i have two th- i'm cheap so the first thing is and it kind of c- ties back into the recap is like last week um I, f- I went to my first black orlando tech meetup 
which I don't know if every city has a black Orlando, (laughs) like a black tech meetup, but we do. And it's fantastic. It's like it's their third meetup. My daughter had been to one before I did, so she got welcomed back. (laughs) And they're like, oh, and who are you? Like, only doctor I know. And I think it's so important that that group exists just because um, Orlando is growing and, you know, we're talking about the changes with the new creative city and how that's kind of going to gentrify a huge black community Mm -hmm. um, historically and just in general. And it's just a really good time to sit and talk to people and, you know, kind of be like, okay, this is all of us and we're here together and let's build each other up. And it's just really like, it was really exciting. Um, So that was cool. I'm really excited to see where this group goes. But my thing that I want everybody, any person to watch on Netflix is the pioneers of African-American cinema, which is all of these restored um, silent films from black cinema makers, black filmmakers, black directors, all black cast and the one that I've seen thus far. Uh, it is fantastic. I loved silent films growing up. Like I would sit and watch it, you know, um, Turner Classic mu- Movies at night, like two o'clock in the morning to watch class- like silent films and watch um, like, uh, I forget the name of the vampire. Notice I can't not pronounce his name, but you know, the creepy one with the teeth and the white, like one of the first vampire movies and his name's like Nos. I can't pronounce it, but it starts to the end and it's terrifying. And I watched that several times when I was growing up and I just enjoyed. That makes so much sense that you watched. <laughs> you like, it's not, it makes so much like, sense that I enjoyed when we watched silent yeah, films. It's so there. much, they are so, like, it's crazy because the first one is like, uh, that tr- like the train to hell or something and it's basically like it's kind of like warning film about like well, all these things will send you on the train to hell it's like, and it's hilarious because like drinking leads to loose women and <laughs> it is crazy but it's, it's crazy to be like 1916 and this all black cast making yeah. a black film and they have like you know cars and a whole train in their film like it's Nuts. Wait, so what is this called? It's uh the whole, the series is uh Pioneers of Afri- African American Cinema. Like it okay. just got uploaded. Um these people from the Smithsonian, it was like they restored oh, all of these films. And awesome. there's several, there's a lot of films, and that's crazy to think that all of these films existed because of black filmmakers and that just ties into, you know, Oscar So what and all this stuff that we've been talking about for the past two, three, four years about being inclusive and like black boys, it's not brand like black people aren't brand new in film and, and yeah. arts and everything. Like we've been around just as long as a lot of it is erased all of of that stuff has not been seen that wasn't on turner classic movies when i was growing up so it's really exciting to um sit and watch that's my recommendation for the creatives who enjoy film so like one of the things that i'm doing right now is because john like used to teach elementary school now he teaches high school it's like a whole or no he's in middle school actually he's taught every grade level i was gonna say john has taught every everyone (laughs) yeah but when he taught middle or elementary school he did like a huge like black history month project so it's like my favorite time of year to like go in and like i would always be a part of that every year and um one of the things that he really pushed was like we're not gonna learn about martin and malcolm and rosa parks because it's like you know those names so i want you to like go beyond that and so they would each pick somebody that wasn't as well known so like on my personal facebook i've been sharing like every day like somebody that's not as well known just with like my friends on facebook so now it's not even like because it's just my personal facebook so it's not even like public but what i like about it i've enjoyed it i read them that's like that's (laughs) my thing is like i know that like because i feel like i could put it out on wherever but i'm like with this i'm like i'm hoping it fosters some more dialogue and that sort of thing um 
So yeah, so like that's just something that I'm like I wanted to personally do just because I, I really miss his project. I feel like I used to learn so because I would yeah. go in on the day when like basically I would go to the board and I'd write down you know I'd have each kid's name there and then we'd go through and you know they'd they know ahead of time like pick like one to three right people, which is awesome ahead of time, and hopefully you get one of those if nobody else selects them and most of the time they would get their first you know pick or yeah. their second. Um, and then I'd come back during presentation day, which was normally two to three days, because John was just like, right. listen, this week is going to be very black, and that's just... The that was literally how I grew up. So when I moved here, and not every teacher is John, unfortunately, it was crazy yeah. to me to think that kids in Florida don't get... Like, that's not part of the curriculum. They don't. <laughs> they really <laughs> like, don't. I guess you're not part of the curriculum. I certainly didn't learn yeah. school, and then I know for a fact they're still not teaching, because I've... Right. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely know now, since I've been so here. I'm it like, was, oh. It was not something that was on the curriculum. It was something that every year... He just made which the is time awesome for and, you know he still had to teach all the other things that were on the curriculum but it was like yeah was like, we're gonna no, add this in <laughs> and it's funny because he's kind of doing like his own version of that now but it's funny because he teaches english to um second language speakers so right it's like what what like what what do you but he's like, learning there i'm gonna figure like, out listen yeah. let me tell you um uh, any moment you can say, you can use my black history encyclopedia if that's sitting oh, on my coffee table he'll feel that for <laughs> Before, you forever yeah. um but speaking of documentaries uh we watched 13th oh uh, uh, 13th week. is so good so good and then i we followed it up by watching the oprah interview, interview? yeah, yeah. Her and oprah and i was just like this is fantastic and so funny like thing happened while we're watching it um we're sitting there watching it i look down for like a second and john is like that's your uncle <laughs> because my uncle's in the dark oh. <laughs> um that's like, funny because my uncle my uncle herb like that's what he does is like he basically tries to get people lesser prison sentences right. that have like these crazy like, he like he's he's white but he lives in baltimore for like and non-violent so, offenses yeah, it's, like, people have non-violent offenses it's like something that's not that serious and they're going to jail for like 20 plus years for like having like a little bit of marijuana on them or whatever so that's pretty much what he's dedicated his life doing he's done it on like a pretty grand scale like he's like known in that community so he was actually in it for like a half second which is funny because like he, he's one of those people he does a lot of things like but because he's from like an older generation he doesn't talk about the things he does oh so is it because like, i'm from an older generation that I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I was like, your uncle, like, it sounds like me. That's what that's just like. How do you, like, what are you doing? And, like, I never know what you're doing, but that's exactly what he's like. So he makes a lot of moves, but doesn't really talk about them. Um, so I didn't know that at one point one of his daughters mentioned to me, like, that he was in a documentary. I don't know if it was this one or another one. Right. I mean, he wrote a book and nobody even told me that. <laughs> and then, like, one time he was on TV and, like, my grandpa's watching him on TV and I'm like, is that Uncle Herb? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, how do people not tell me these things? I don't know. He has a Wikipedia page. I'm like, that's so cool. If I had a Wikipedia page, everybody would know. Yeah, I was gonna say you would know immediately. To like let everyone know. there'd be a billboard. Like, hey, go I to this so Wikipedia page. Oh my um, goodness! But also, like, I've just been reading a lot. Um, just in general, this year I was like, I like, and last year and every year I'm like, I want to read, uh, you know, from a lot of people of color and, and women. But um, recently I've been reading um, like Ta-Nehisi Coates, like yeah. pretty much all of his works. Ooh. I first read like uh, Between the World and Me, and like I pretty much just like cried and like, oh, that was that book was so good. It was so heavy. Um, and now I'm reading The Beautiful Struggle, and he wrote that um, that article on the Atlantic. For the Atlantic. Yeah. Uh, my president was black. And so I read it when it came out. And then I just realized, 
yesterday because I went to go rewrite it, I realized you can listen to it. So now I've been like, does he read it? it. Yeah. Ooh. I've been like playing it. I was like, oh yeah. So I was like playing it. I didn't know that. I need to go back and listen to that. And then um, I just picked up You Can't Touch My Hair by Phoebe Robinson. Oh my goodness. It's on my list this month. I'm so so excited. I just picked it up. So I just started it um, and it's good so far. I I obviously like literally everything she does is fantastic. So I'm like, I I assume that it's going to be fantastic. So even though I'm like four pages into it. Okay. Next week we're going to talk about the black books that we're reading. That's going to be all right. <laughs> the black things that we like. Although I just books. told you all mine, but well, cool. you, you'll they be give, into more of them. Seven days yeah. to read more. Exactly. No, I was say. I'm like, I'm going to read a lot this weekend because I just feel it coming. I'm like, yeah, I just, I, I'm behind on my reading goals because I wanted to read 80 books. This yeah, year. you're based. Like I said, 20, and I'm like almost have like I'm almost at 10 because <laughs> I don't yeah. trust myself like I'm no, like I'm I, read, I said 80 and like I've only read like four I want Goodreads to tell me that I'm doing such a great job <laughs> like, I want to meet my goal in like March I like, like girl you're I, killing I, it no, I like to be there like in November and like see it's like you have 15 books left and I'm mm. like oh no and then I just have to like somehow like rally like I like I need to have I need like you a, need the pressure the yeah I need yeah. like that pressure I work really well under pressure um, cause I'm just weird that way. True. So today we're going to kind of go back to the basics of when you first start a business and you're just like, what do I do? Because I feel like so many times I get people who are like, Hey, you know, I listen to your podcast and I'd love to know more about the basics or, Hey, I heard you have a podcast. Haven't listened to it, but I'm thinking about starting a business. Um, and I think that it's one of those things, like whenever I see kind of like a, an article on Back to Basics or listen to a podcast about it or whatever, I often pick up something that I didn't right. pick up before because I feel like when you are starting out, you know, just kind of flying by the seat of your pants, which is what I did, um, even though I did, you know, study business a bit in school before I dropped out. Um, but I feel like you still, no this was a new one way. Yeah, these right? were, and so, these were new businesses. Like now, people kind of have established there have been multi million yeah. dollar businesses. You know, there really weren't multi million dollar web firms when I started. Exactly. Like nobody was making yeah. billions of dollars off of and that's building websites. Like, there's not necessarily like I, there is a wrong way to do it, but I, uh, at the same time, there's not a right or wrong way. Right. I mean, like there's a million ways to do it right. So like we're gonna kind of share our way of doing it right. It's you know like like I said though. I mean I think you can do it incorrectly for sure right. like you can make it horrible on yourself um or set yourself up for failure but at the same time like there's so many different ways to do it right so i just kind of thought it'd be great if we shared ours um so i feel like the first step is definitely finding out what you're passionate about and your why for what you want to do mm-hmm. because it is challenging to leave the possibility of a steady paycheck whether you already have one or not but you know just that possibility of kind of just stepping in and like building someone else's dream so to speak like you know, it's it's definitely easier, I think, for for the most part. Like yeah. you're gonna have good insurance most likely, you're gonna have a steady paycheck, you're gonna know when you're leaving, your work life balance, there's a great chance that it could be a better balance. Right. Because it's you know, at that time loss. you just stop. Yeah. Like you, when you lock exactly. clock out, you're done. <laughs> you're done. Um and there's labor laws and things like that. So it's you know, it's a different it's two very different paths and one is not necessarily better than the other, but I feel like most people that are entrepreneurs, they they feel like this is what I was born to do. Like I I have to be an entrepreneur. I don't really see any other option. Right. Um, that's at least how I felt about it. So it was very, like for me, my my main passion was actually entrepreneurship 
more than anything else. Creativity and entrepreneurship as a whole. So I've always known that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I wanted to be my own boss. I wanted to make my own schedule, create my own life, create the lifestyle that I wanted. And I also knew that I wanted the freedom to continue reinventing myself and to be creative in multiple ways. Like I never wanted to be boxed in and someone just told me like, you are you know, a accountant and that's the only thing that you can do and you have to do that one thing. Like, I don't want to just do one thing. I love like being able to be like, I'm going to write and I'm going to use my camera and I'm going to do, you know, branding and I'm going to like study all these different things and just continue to grow and learn. So that's what I love about entrepreneurship. And that really was my main why. My why is really, um, I mean, I helped my mom set up her business and, and do all the the legal stuff on that side and all the paperwork stuff and it helps her kind of build that business in the first couple of years um, during my like senior year of high school. And so I really understood like how powerful and how important that was for her and how freeing and how much of heart, how much hard work that is, how much of a journey is and how it made more sense to to do because she had worked, you know, in the corporate world, you know, she'd worked for the government at some point, you know, she'd had all these jobs, done that and really hadn't, achieved any of her major goals like she wanted to be an entrepreneur so me going through that journey of the hard stuff I think real life made me be like that sounds good but I will always wanted to be creative first like my brain mentally I knew like I, I wanted to be a doctor first of all that was really what I wanted to do I wanted to be a neurologist but my brain always was creating I always was writing I always was drawing I always started designing you know in high school and so I was doing all this stuff I didn't like we, we were making money off of it but I didn't like it, it clicked to me a little bit that this could be a business but I didn't understand how it could be a business that could, you know, you know, because you grow up and you're like, be a lawyer, be a doctor. That's how you make money. And that's how you have a fabulous yeah. life. And that's what you do. And you work hard, but you still get like tons of money. And so I like, oh, I can be, I, I can do that and maybe write on the side or whatever. So it really was a lot of um, just going through the notions, the motions of kind of having a design business in high school and realizing people pay for this like that's kind of cool and you know um working with david and we had worked early on our like we were dating and working like almost like months within uh, months apart so uh just going there and we really sat down and we were like this is kind of what we want to do right and that's so it's kind of like a journey of just under doing the stuff like i just did the work first and then realized oh I can make money off it because like I said earlier, design was really new web, not design in general, but design for the web was super new, uh, design, developing websites. People have been doing it for years, but we were moving into web 2.0, it's a brand new phase. So it was like, Oh, CSS, what's this? And all this new stuff came out and it really, you know, flash died and all these different things. So I was really learning that and being like, oh, people are actually going to pay money because now they don't want to, the people who are doing it before don't want to learn this yeah, new technology yeah. and they just want to pay somebody to have this stuff up. And um, so I really just had this passion and we sat down and we were like, this is really what we want to do. And over the years, the more we like, we kind of put it on the back burner and then it just got to a point where it was just like, in like we were like, remember when we spent all that time doing all this stuff and we really like went back and looked at it and we're like, this is what we want to do. Yeah, like, this is really where we want to spend our time. So, and it's so true that like I feel like society will teach you like, oh well, in order to you know, yeah. And when we were growing up, you have, to, you have money, to. to be a doctor or a lawyer, or whatever. I thought that I should be a psychologist because I wanted to own my own business, but I was like, well, I can't own my own business being creative, that, right? That would exactly, be crazy. that would be wild, right? So I was like, I'll be a psychologist, and then like in school, like I was like, yeah, this is not, you know. And working for a psychologist and doing the business side of things, I was like, I don't mind the business side of things, but if after doing all of this, then I have to go do the psychologist side of things, like that sounds 
horrible. Right. Like, like for me, when I'm doing like taxes and like horrible things that I hate, <laughs> um, the fact that I then get to like clear my desk off and like take photos for two hours right or like sit you and, get to like, cleanse you know, your palette photoshop like for hours like that's what makes it like worth it or even just having meetings with people like especially in-person meetings because i do love in-person meetings when i get to have them um and just being able to like help other small business owners like that what that's what makes like worth sitting there and doing like the annoying things like accounting stuff yeah so i definitely think if you have that thing that's sitting in the back of your mind and you keep it keeps coming to you and it keeps coming to you that probably is the thing that you are passionate about and that may be the thing that you need to drive your business around but we won't know that unless you take the next step <laughs> which is research yes uh it's really important to research what it is that you are passionate about and that you're thinking you want to start a business about to make sure that it's profitable um, and there's different things like to work in different areas, you know, so it's, it's kind of knowing like who your target market would be and are you in the right place for that? Obviously, if you have a service based business like we do, we can work with anyone in the world. So for us, it's not really an issue. Like if people do not want branding, social media websites who are in, you know, Orlando area, that's fine. We'll work with people exactly. in another part of the world. So for us, it's not really a big deal, but you know, if you, for example, when I was doing photography, that was a very different thing. Like I had to have, um, most of my clients were local. Like I would occasionally travel for weddings, but you know, most of like my, you know, regular clients were going to be locals. And so I, that was something that I had to make sure of like, it, are, are, can people afford photography here? And is it something that they right. want that they're going to pay for? So if you're opening up like a store or something like that, it's something you need to think about. Like if you're opening up, you know, some sort of like boutique, and you lived in some sort of like weird alternative town that only had straight men who hate <laughs> boutiques, then maybe that wouldn't be the right place. Um, I don't know. It's hard for me to think of like a a business that couldn't ever right. be profitable. I just think that it's making sure the, that you're setting it up in the right way yeah. and the right climate, I guess. The, play, like, the area that you're in, like you really have to look at those um, resources that you have to utilize or how expensive the business is or I'm thinking about like all the things that make people feel on Shark Tank. <laughs> like yeah. you run out of money or, you know, your big box real t- re- re- um, retailer doesn't have space for your large product, you know, things like that. Yeah. You really have like to. I like a big way to like a good way to research is to kind of look at what other people who are doing what you want right. to do. What are they doing? How are they doing it? Where do they live? Does it like it does it maybe not matter where they live? Yeah. They're service based or, or whatever. Opening um, a store in Orlando that sells like skiing gear probably, probably is not, not that be profitable. Yeah. <laughs> versus doing it somewhere where it actually snows. So yeah, those are just Whereas if things. you open up a golf store here, you're you, probably you're balling. You're great. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, just kind of making sure that the business or the passion that you have is going to be in the right area, it's the right fit, and it's actually going to be profitable. Because you obviously don't want to go through all the steps and set yourself up to fail from the get-go. That's not a good way to go about it. Right. But once you've decided that you definitely want to move forward and you know that this business has the potential to be profitable for you, um, the next step is really making a business plan. And I feel like I would probably say that at least 50% of new business owners are probably skipping this step i think online business online owners is probably like 75 to 80 percent like 75 to 80 percent people say i can sell stuff on yep. squarespace or shopify and yeah. i don't need to write a business plan it's like eh. 
and rewind. That's why so many, like, especially online entrepreneurs, are coming into their businesses and then leaving it, like, you know, immediately. Like the first year Six two. months. Yeah, because it's like they're not making any sort of plan and they're just kind of throwing something out there. It doesn't stick immediately. And then they're like, oh, don't know yeah. what to do. Because you hear out. all the stories of things going viral and people making hundreds of thousands of dollars off of, you know, their webinar or whatever the case may be. But those people had a plan. Yes. <laughs> and you just, your plan is just replicating what they did is not a good plan. So um, go back to if you'd never written a business plan ever in your life, which if you've gone to college and you never wrote a business plan, it's crazy to me. I wrote business plans in like middle school and high school. So that was pretty much a thing that I had to do. Go online, google.com, <laughs> look up business plans, what it entails. It usually kind of has like your vision and then, you know, five-year goals, financials, all that stuff goes into your business plan. It's kind of a lengthy process. So be prepared mentally that you're probably gonna cry. If you're like, if you're sure, like you really have to think about what happens if this fail. What is your next step? Those things you have to think about upfront versus going all the way in you know midway and then being like oh snap this didn't work out the way I want to I'm just gonna quit that's not like quitting for me it was not an option when we got to the point where I was going at this full-time I was like okay well I don't have an option to quit if this doesn't work out then I need to pivot the way I market or I need to pivot the services we do or we need maybe lower our pricing right now like there was just different things that we wrote down um in our five-year plan and I think we're at the five-year plan right now I think it's Tooney or something like that like we're either past the five-year the second five-year plan or like it's something like that so I need to really go back and we need to do another one. Um, but I think what a lot of people don't think about is the fact that, like, you can even just pick up a textbook, like a college textbook, yeah. or business one hundred and one library. Like Go to your library. And you can find a great way to make a business business plan plans for dummies that. is a real it's, thing. Yeah, it's really quite easier than people think. And I mean, one college textbook is a lot cheaper than actually going to college for for business. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I mean, I I kept my like my college textbook for like my intro to business class, and I still reference it now. Like, there's a lot of information information that is in there that's really beneficial yeah and as you're so many years you're gonna forget stuff exactly because i mean a lot of times like some people write a business plan every year some will write one for every x amount of years some just write one for the business and that's it yeah some people update that original one exactly so depending on what works best for your business um you're going to be revisiting that plan over and over again and when you're doing that it'd be helpful to have some text on hand yeah. that um, have is your beneficial. reference guide I should, i'll definitely share like with you in the show notes the name of my business book yeah. that i use because it's it's just kind of written a little bit more in layman's terms i feel like i mean it was a business class but it was an intro yeah. business class so it's not like I took a business law class and I'm just like what is this like <laughs> this is ridiculous um but this particular book was fantastic and and I still like have it on my shelf to this day and use it often um so I feel like it's so important um one of the things that it talked about in my business book is uh the difference between like a DBA an LLC an S corp you know deciding how you want to legalize your business yeah uh, which is very important and i think that this is a question i definitely get asked a lot i was like, i get it all what should i do and i'm like time. you know what it depends on a million different variables uh for me when i started out i had a dba now i have an llc those are the things that have worked well with my business and the way that it's that it works that it yeah. grows whatever who i employ don't employ you know subcontractors etc um depending on how many 
like people you have, you know, depending on how much liability you need or don't need, depending on if you're going to be providing insurance for other people. Like there's so many different things that go into uh, where you're going to be doing business. You know, all these different things go into deciding like what is going to be best for you. I would say if you're a solopreneur um, and you know, you're the only person working like in your business, a DBA normally can get the job done pretty well. Yeah, filing as a sole proprietor is usually what people mostly do. That's what we did when we were freelancers starting out um, while we're working. And then we moved on to an LLC and we have LLC now, but we do uh, file taxes as an S corp, which uh, you can do when you have LLC. So that's what's so fancy. So that means we do pay ourselves. That's just just basically what it means. So we pay ourselves and then we have to file as an S corp so that we can do that. Um, And the difference between an S corp and a C corp is that an S corp can only have 100 shareholders. Because I I got asked this question um, Sunday and I was like, I don't know, girl. Um, (laughs) And then, uh, you know, the S corp, your uh, shareholders have to be U.S. citizens or residents and uh, a lot of the things about the tax structure. So there's flexible tax reporting options versus with a C corp. It's more corporate level taxes. So you're getting Mm -hmm. taxed at that 40% right then and there that's like yeah. what you're doing it doesn't matter what you are um, especially as an llc or s corp or c corp you still have to pay your personal uh you know income tax regardless so if you tax you know as an llc you pay your taxes as a business and you don't pay yourself then you still have to file but you're just like look i make no money yeah. so <laughs> that's basically yeah. what that means i think people i think the taxes is really what makes the difference between the three of them um i'm my body's not ready for c corp status <laughs> like i've done i've worked and I, like i know people who have it and they're like don't do it till you have to yeah don't do it till you have to and i know yeah. a lot of um i helped you know run a lot of small businesses i work for were c corps and um doing their hours and their stuff and they're just it's a lot of reporting that you have to do a lot of paperwork that you have to submit uh, the taxes are ridiculous <laughs> just setting that up that's not my thing right now who's to say i won't maybe i won't and then also i think a c corp is better for uh you can have multiple types of um ipos versus with an s corp i think you only have one so if you're into just creating like you're, you want to start sharing stock or whatever and you want to file you know those well, and I think that, like, you know, if you can sit down with a business advisor or a financial advisor, great. If you can't, um, something that a lot of people don't realize, like, let's say you go get your taxes done at, like, H&R. Like, let's say you're thinking about opening up a business next year. It's tax season now, yeah. right? Or even so, your bank. Your yeah. bank business but, like, account. like, you can go to, at H&R, you can be like, hi, um, I want to just speak to the business specialist. And that person will have so much information because literally, like, that's, that's what they're they no- That's their knowledge um, base. And you don't have to pay them any extra. Like, you can literally be like, hey, I'm thinking about starting a business. This is what my, like, come to them organized. Like, don't waste their time. You know yeah. what I mean? But it's like, come to them organized and be like, this is, you know, how many people are going to be employed. This is how much I predict that it will make. You know, what sort of, um, you know, what right. situation should I go with? And, you know, then next year, depending on your tax situation, like, they probably can do your taxes anyways. Like, people don't realize you can get, like, yeah. your business taxes done. I will say that our bank, um, our business person who helped set up our account and um, really sat down with us, like, right after, while we were setting up and they were like did you know that you should probably be doing and i was like girl yeah i know i do that and they were like i'm so proud because you know yeah. but they just have all this unlimited wealth of not breadth of knowledge and every time we go in there we literally get like yeah. we get like we get like a, a 
a lecture, <laughs> like which is awesome because I really appreciate that this person works with so many small businesses and they see millions of dollars yeah. pass through from different types of businesses and they really like and they like talking to us because our business is probably I think we're probably the one of the only people at that branch that we um go to that have like this online business so they're really trying to understand how we do it and what makes the money so they can be helpful to other people yeah. who come in and are like I want to start this and start that so I really like having that relationship that's why I love and that's the thing is like so you're already using their service exactly and so that is included into the yeah. service yeah and so it's that's like, where your fees are going to realize that and I think a lot of people are like oh well I can't open a business because I don't have like a fancy CPA yada yada and I'm like you don't necessarily need that like if you can do that do you like get right. all the advisors do all the things that's great but if not it's like check out your bank check out you know wherever you get your taxes yeah. done um, I know H&R definitely has um, and like not every branch might have them you might want to call and say like, yeah see what do you have your business them. But person I know particularly our like our locus closest local branch has a business specialist so she's like saved my life a million times um and literally like no matter where i move now like i'm just gonna have her do my taxes because <laughs> she's been doing them so long and she understands like my yeah. mess so <laughs> like every year i'm not kidding when i tell you like every year that john and i go in at the end like because i do like taxes and then have to go in with him too and she's always just like you like have more money than what you wrote because yeah. you did maths wrong. <laughs> your maths are not okay. <laughs> like your maths are not good. And then she's always like, did you remember to write this off? Did you remember to write that? Like at the beginning of every year, like she'll tell me like, here's the things you need yeah. to remember like to write off because I'll just forget. Uh, so she saves me a ton of money. I love her. Um, so yeah, so once you have your business plan solid and you're actually legal um, and again, the steps change from wherever. Yeah, every like, no what state, state is country, different. Some people have to have tax certificates. Some people you don't. If yeah. you're selling, you have to have sales. It's just, it really all depends on what you're doing. E-commerce laws, depending on where you're selling from. Like, you really need to sit down and um, Google that stuff. <laughs> and it's going to seem like really a lot at first. Like, oh my God. But trust me, like, it's not that Because once you set it up in the beginning, nine times out of ten, you don't change it for yeah, a, a while. Yeah, you just renew it. Yeah, you just renew it. You just go back and, and pay those little fees. And they'll send you a little thing that's like, I mean, I, I think obviously you should write down, like, this is when I started my business legally. Yeah. Um, but also, they'll just send you. Oh, yeah. Get your. Like, hey, do you want to renew? Or your EIN you number it? from the IRS. Yeah. That's like the. Hold probably. And that's the easiest thing, honestly, to do when you're setting up a business because it's the easiest form and they just send it to you and then yep. that's what you use to to track your money basically in so case you didn't know point, that you know that you can and an opening up a business account because you yeah. want to make sure that you are keeping your business i just talked to you about the benefits yeah. of that yeah. <laughs> like do it business money from your your regular money so it's like once you have your legal you're set up you're ready to go you have your business plan you have your bank account the next thing that you need to start thinking about is okay how am i going to get this message out to potential clients and customers so that's where a branding specialist is going to come in um, and you know, obviously you're going to go into it having some sort of idea of what you want for your brand. But I think that the difference between going into it and doing it yourself and going into it and having a branding specialist is that if you go into it and do it yourself, you're most likely going to change your mind 800 times. You're going to have an inconsistent brand. People are not going to know what you represent. And then you're going to end up hiring a brand specialist in the end anyways. Yeah. Um, so it's like, save yourself the time, do it in the beginning. Like pretty much everyone I work with that isn't, that's already established. That's pretty much what they say is that, and it's, it makes sense. I mean, like why, 
you know, like if you're going to change your brand over and over and over again, I feel like it hurts your business because people are not going to understand like what's going on. Yeah. They're going to be like, are they? But like, people see it as inventive and they're like, I just like the ability to be flexible and, and be different all the time. And I, I say that because there was a thread in a Facebook group where somebody asked, why are you, why do you guys DIY <laughs> your stuff? And then all these people were like, because I don't have any money, which is a great reason. Like I get it. Like it money is everything um so it's really difficult when you don't have any money but a lot of the answers were like because i like my ideas better and i'm like it's like when "Ah." people say they don't have money and i'm not saying like some people really don't have money trust me i some people have three dollars in your bank account i definitely personally understand but a lot of these people that are like, I don't have money, are like out buying Starbucks and like, you know, yeah. doing all these other things. Because Starbucks like, is part of my brand. Because if like, I don't take pictures <laughs> of my cup for Instagram, then how yeah, people know I have I'm a like, business? If you put away a little bit of money yeah. every day, it's going to make all the difference. You know what I'm saying? And and sometimes you have to save for these things. Right. Like it might not be an overnight thing, and that's fine. Maybe you do keep your nine to five for a little bit of time so that you can save up that money to work with the people that you want so you can start your business the right way. But when people say they don't have any money i would say that you know well, maybe it should be a step time, you need to go back and um, a lot of money budget so. your finances needs to be one of the steps <laughs> like go yeah. back and um if you haven't been budgeting as an entrepreneur you're gonna get gonna to know to that all <laughs> really quickly um yeah. sign up for a min account eaasap so you know what you're spending money it's so on. funny the difference between like when john and i like first got together to when i opened my business how different I was about our finances. Like before I was just kind of like, you know, he was already established. Like he was a little bit older than I was. And I was just kind of like, all right, we're just living life, spending money, not really worrying about anything. Whatever. Then I opened a business and I was like, John knows now, like if he wants to like, think about a purchase like anything that's like bigger than groceries like we're (laughs) running it by each other. Like we have to talk about like every major purchase because, you know, Every every dime. Matters. Whenever Mint so came out, we signed up for Mint, and I literally it snatched my my fake wig and like <laughs> made me realize how much money I was spending on things, and it'd be like okay. And we also um did uh Dave Ramsey at that time. Yeah. Uh, and so Dave Ramsey also made me feel like garbage. And so we were just yeah. kind of like, we spend so oh my much God, money. I have one of his books and he's like, these people were a couple with eight children and they had, you know, a house and they had two cars and they had a hundred million dollars in debt. And now they're not in debt anymore. You are trapped. Like, that's like every story. <laughs> yeah, literally. It's like, it's like, you have debt still? Look at them. Yeah. Look in their eyes. And I'm just like, oh my God. It's yeah. so true. He's like, he'll, I think he'll be like, my kids bought their first cars. And you're like, oh, I feel like garbage. He's like, yeah, my kid signed up, to, like, saved up $10,000 in three years. Oh, what have you done lately? <laughs> um, but you need that as an entrepreneur. If that's, yeah. you don't have Dave Ramsey personally, like, in your life, yeah. you need to maybe look up Financial Peace University or anything like that that will help you understand how you're spending money. Because the way you spend money when you have a nine to five is a lot different than the way you spend money when you have a, your own business. And you should be budgeting when you have a nine to five. Honestly, that should be yeah. it because you're trying yeah, to create absolutely. wealth for you. And if you want kid generational wealth and i will recommend the bad with money podcast for that because millennials are terrible with money yes and uh well, gabby dunn does a good job they certainly don't teach anything about it in school either. Uh, no so Not yeah that's like our side rant we need to know but yeah finances get your it's, finances it's in important. order and that will help you be able to hire a brand specialist because i will say there is just power like i can always tell 
when somebody's business is worked with someone professional versus you do a DIY. You may think it looks great. Your grandma may think it looks great. Your friends could tell you this looks awesome. It looks just as professional, but it, it like nine times out of 10, it doesn't. And the thing is, is like maybe for what you're doing right now and for the target market that you're off after right now, it works. But the thing is, you'll probably grow out of it pretty quickly. Yeah. And then you're just going to have to spend that. Because then anyways. most of the time, that it, most of the time you're using trendy things. Like yeah, you're using really trendy fonts, trendy clip art, so things fast. that don't scale, um, brands that don't grow. Like it's just not timeless. Like it's just so many things that you don't know about typography. Like if you even study typography, I don't know how you have a like I don't know how people make their own logos like I don't understand because there's so much power and color theory and typography and all these things that go into design where you know you just saying I like the color hot pink and I like this and this and this is my logo it doesn't it's terrifying so I really do think do there's remember in 2008 when everybody's business was hot pink white and black oh there's still so many people I see who do that because of 2008 hot pink white and black and um everybody used uh everybody fancy script those, I think that was the name of that script too. font that everyone used and either that or scriptina was yeah, one that everybody yeah, used, yeah. and I still see people do that. That's yeah. why I know people think things are trend because they saw it or they see someone like those boutiques. A lot of boutiques mm-hmm. here, mm-hmm. a lot of them. I know one that you're thinking of. <laughs> a sure. lot of them like still use hot pink and white and black and scriptina. And I was like, no, guys. Uh, oh, so good time. There's power in hiring somebody <laughs> that whose job is to stay current and understand what makes timeless and how you save money. And, you know, if Apple had used Comic Sans as their font, you know, they wouldn't be where they are. Can you imagine? <laughs> Please, like, let's mock that up. Just oh, so my can, like, gosh. Instead of all really the Helvetica, funny. just go back and, like, <sighs> put in Comic Sans. Like, if Target uses Comic Sans instead of Helvetica. You know, those oh, things really... Man matter so i think we should do a series where we just like remake all the famous logos and comic sans like look at it because i think it'd be hilarious it'll be sad (laughs) (laughs) so once you have your branding and gear and you hire a specialist to help you find the brand that's really going to speak to your uh target customers and your target clientele uh the next step is hiring a web designer to take that brand and bring it online and make it come alive um, and depending on, you know, exactly what your business is, depends on what sort of design you're going to, you know, need. There's, you know, people that kind of can do everything and there's people that specialize, like maybe they just work with bloggers, they just work with right. authors, or they just work with photographers, photographers. Um, you know, I think, I feel like a lot of people do pretty well at all of it. Yeah. Um, but if, if you want to specialize, like if you have something that's, I guess, extra weird, you know, or out there, then maybe you, you want to find someone that maybe specializes in that. But in general, I think that just finding somebody that you look through their body of work and you like all yeah. of it, um, and someone that's going to make you something that is user-friendly and, you know... Accessible, yeah. uh, all the things that nobody thinks about because Wix is a thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you guys, you can, you can fight me about it. Fight me in my mentions about how much you love Wix. And I'm going to oh, fight you until you're still a bad idea. I don't care. You know what's really funny? I used Wix to build a um, to build a wedding site for myself to keep organized. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, it wasn't for, like, other people. Right. It was, it was just, like, for you. For planning. Um, and that was, like, back in, like, 2008. But I built it just to help myself. That was in 2008, plan. y'all. Yeah. And it was, <laughs> it was not for other people. It was to help myself. Yeah 
plan my wedding. And then afterwards, because there were people who asked me, like, oh, like, I want to know about, like, how you plan your wedding. And so I shared that with them. But it wasn't, like, an actual No, yeah, it wasn't for your actual live business. But it's so funny because, like, it was so MySpacey and so, like, not... I feel like it wasn't. I'm not like, going to say it's not friendly. like it's not fan. Like it's definitely a lot better now. And people think it's like sliced bread. But you happens. guys, every time you give me an example of your site, it always looks like trash. It's almost yeah. always not responsive or it's responsive in the I worst way. They're bad coding bugs. Who, who had a Wix site up until like last year when, yeah. when I worked with her. And I like I was like so excited because I was like I'm so glad that you're not gonna have a work site anymore. I'm so excited yeah. to create something new. With I know they can afford Super Bowl ads. That's fantastic. And that's the funny thing <laughs> is like she was over here working with shooting weddings for famous people. Yeah, and I'm like you're shooting weddings for for basketball players and you got a Wix site like no. Nah. Like you can do that. That's not like you can. Nah. I'm well, not saying you like, can, but you like, shouldn't. No, no, no. The thing is, is that she was only doing that. Because of someone else who she knew. So right. it's not like her site got her. No, her site. If they went to her site, they would have been like, nope, we revoke. <laughs> nope, nope. We're taking back our invitation. But, um, but like, you know, I was like, now that you have this and you have these things in your portfolio and you're trying to push yeah. and tell you're really going to need something that is timeless. Just, and, just don't. And just really the answer's works. no. Like, um, if you want to DIY, get, go to Squarespace. For real. Yeah. Like, they make it for you. Like, they, they give you so many options. And, and I, think, I think that that's fair. Like, I think if you're someone that has a really great eye for design, and you're someone that is skilled, like, like technically, yeah. and skilled creatively, because you really need to be both. You need to be great creatively, and you need to be great technically. If you're not both of those things, do not do it. Um, but if you are both of those things, then going to Squarespace, I feel like, yeah. is a good option. Just keep in mind, though, that, like, depending on what it is that you're putting together, like, a lot of Squarespace... If you're looking to sell things, and depending on how many products you have, I just... I know Squarespace has e-commerce options, and you still want to DIY, and if for some reason the word WordPress makes you break out into hives and go to Shopify. That's going to be my next recommendation yeah, for Shopify people e-commerce. Cool. I like but I do, I will say WooCommerce and other some platforms, selling platforms for WordPress are intense, but they're really great for people who sell a, a lot of stuff or for people who have the technical know-how. But I, Shopify is really easy to set up. And I know some people say, oh, well, go to Magento. I've used Magento one time for my um, job, and it is terrifying. So those people who think Magento is easier than Shopify, bless you. Because <laughs> then you yeah. need to be on WooCommerce because you understand. Because Magento has a lot of options. It's really for really large e-commerce platforms. And I also want to say for people that have never built a site before or built a store before, like in my business, I handle like client interaction. I handle social media like hands-on, and I handle branding hands-on. And I have other people that handle the actual site being put together and store building. And because of a scheduling conflict, I had to build a store the other day. And it was hell for me because it was just so (laughs) boring. I was so freaking bored. Like, so if that's not your jam, you know what I'm saying? Just pay somebody, you guys. Probably pay someone because it takes so much time. Like, this was something that it was a, a scheduling conflict and 
I had a client that was in a bind. This was a client that was already a client. Right. And she was in a very bad situation. She needed this up immediately. Um, basically, because Orlando sucks, her storefront was closed because Artagon Market was closed. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. we're not going to talk about that yeah. too so soon. So, <laughs> it's like, she need, like, she wasn't going to be able to literally make money because right. of Artagon She sucking. needed to, to make money. Um, so, in I the... needed to get it up, like, immediately. Right. And I was like, oh, cool. I cannot pull in any of my people right now because this is, like, the notice is none. Yeah. Um, so, I have to do this. And yeah, I was bored out of my mind. I would have much rather been implementing a new social media program or, you know, like taking photos for a client or, you know, working on some design stuff for branding. I like think you I, would have rather been tweeting about Beyonce than or the building. Beyonce. <laughs> yeah, no, like, well, that I enjoy. But I would rather be like punching through a wall. Like, I just, I was very bored. Yeah. I don't like to sit, sit, sit. And like, that's why I don't like, um, editing weddings and that's why I don't do that anymore because I don't like to sit in the same space for like hours on end and do the exact same thing so if you don't like doing that I definitely say that you should hire a web designer to handle that yeah you You want a designer Um, and a developer and with your web designer you want somebody that has user experience uh experience that understands so many times like people will go to websites and they're like this isn't loading so they leave yeah you know what i mean like people don't think about that but i'm sure that like everyone listening has at least one time gone to a website they've clicked on it it takes a minute this morning asana did not load for me and i was about to tweet about i was gonna tweet about it and then it loaded and when i second refresh so so it's like the thing is is like if you're asana then you're normally pretty dope so we're gonna wait for you but if you're not yeah Somebody might be like, oh, their site doesn't really work well, and then they're going to leave. So it's like when you have those issues and stuff with your site because you did it yourself and you don't really fully know what you're doing, you're going to possibly lose people for it. And just with the whole navigation system, like some some sites are a hot mess. And when they're a hot mess, I'm like, nope, sorry. Yeah, and that's just the navigation, again, goes all back into user experience and people sitting down and building out you know, your website map and then doing your wireframes and all. There's so much that goes into building a website and that we do, especially. And so a lot of people don't understand. Or makes it yeah. look like it's easy. And it's, it's like not. drag and drop and it's the same. It's and it's not. like, no, it's not drag and drop because I have to sit down and I have to do these, you know, these wireframe boards and I, I have to have see. this. Uh, do you know how much code I've messed up in my life? <laughs> do you know how many times I've had to come to like you have to have style and like, boards like, and you know we just we do so much stuff into it so I think people don't understand that that like it's, it's so much goes into there's it before we even get to coding there's so much work yeah, before you get to that point why people pay good money for it um, <laughs> yeah because it's you know, if you've ever wondered why you get quotes that are the way you they are or why people aren't like why can't i do a website 150 dollars? i will absolutely s- set up a template for you for 150 dollars okay. that like i would i would call it like i'd be like here's 100 first of all i probably wouldn't but it, like oh, <laughs> i'm so like let's go i wouldn't what are you talking but, about like that's I what that's what you would for lying right now i was like <laughs> that's, literally, that's, that's literally what you would get you would get like a high five installed 150 bucks let's be real <laughs> <laughs> Like, you are the person that told me, you were like, now that I'm pregnant, if it don't make dollars. Even before I was sense. pregnant, I wasn't doing stuff for 150 bucks. I know. I don't I'm think I've ever sent an invoice for $150. Pregnant, you got on a whole, you know, like, <laughs> listen. No, I would, I would redirect, re- 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 I will Google something for you for 150 bucks. Honestly? <laughs> I would Google, I would Google how to install a theme for you and I would send, the, send you the link. <laughs> because... 
was a hot mess. But in case you were just wondering the difference, that's why. It's not drag and drop. It's not push and play. Please don't insult people in their industry because you think it's easy. I don't, we don't, first of all, other people aren't going to do it for you for your business. You're not going to want that kind of treatment with your shop yeah, and all the work. Absolutely. So just respect the people who you hire and your contractors and don't, don't waste people's time. That's my next like advice for you. Um, so basically once you have that in gear, you have a brand that is going to carry you through the next five, 10 plus years, possibly with just a few like brand updates, but that's still a core message. You have a website that is user-friendly, that is beautiful, that Effective. makes your clients want to spend. There's, there's things that you don't think about, but there's different ways that websites are designed and making people want to purchase yeah like, like how it's designed it, it can drive people to purchase or not make purchases it's depending on if you have a store or whatever or even just um if even if you have a service-based business it can drive people to yeah. book you immediately or exactly not, depending on how, how long does it take to people to exactly. get to your contact page how many clicks do you have to do so so you know when you have a site that has all of that done in mind and when you are live then you really need to start well before that you need to start thinking about marketing but once it's live you need to market 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 like you need to be hitting the ground running because there's a lot of voices out there and you got to make a lot of noise if you want yours to be heard and this kind of goes back to your business plan because you know you will when you're making that business plan, have a marketing have plan a marketing plan in place from there um and so there's a lot of different options whether it's like you hire somebody you know to run your social media for you you hire someone to teach you social media which i honestly do recommend at least doing that um, because a lot of people try to be on every platform and I'm like, you don't yeah. need to be on every platform. Every platform is not for yep. you and you're wasting your time. Um, and social media can be a full-time job and some people will spend yeah. all their time doing that and not actually make money because they don't know what they're doing. Right. Um, so it's like, if you find yourself spending a lot of time, um, you know, doing social media and you're still not getting results, that means that it's probably time to hire someone. It's, or you're not doing it correctly. And you, yeah. you can't run your business social media the way you run your personal social media. I think that's probably exactly. the number one mistake people make is that they like, oh, I'm this way on Facebook. And if I'm this way with my products, people will definitely buy it. Well, not yep. everybody likes the way you are on yeah. your personal <laughs> Facebook. Yeah, like, does your target market fit Can with you like the way you are? Like a little, like a little <laughs> thing. Like, like, so not everyone likes the way you are. <laughs> <laughs> So many clicks, so many one-star ratings on iTunes. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I think that it's really important to have a really good marketing plan and to be um, efficient with it and to, if it's not your thing, to hand it off to the people that will do it properly yeah. so that you can do your thing. And of course, like, it's going to be different if you just have a website, if you have an in-person store. Yeah, different um, businesses. If you're a local business and you are actually have an actual front like a business front um then you're definitely going to want to get involved with local people in your events most of the time yeah. and, I think, and even if you're not i mean you know i know that it still can be beneficial to get together with people in your community and right and there's a lot of marketing just in uh networking yeah um especially depending on like you know if you work with other business owners or if you work in the wedding industry anything like that the more people or even you know, if you work with customers, I mean, like, yeah, uh, the just more depending. people you know in your industry, the, the more beneficial right. it is. Um, but yeah, definitely networking, marketing. If you're local, show up. Like, you have to go to local events. You have to be there, um, especially if you have, like, a physical storefront. I can't imagine that any of the places who are in the, you know, the parks, like Winter Park or Alpadon Park or Thornton Park or College yeah. Park, that those people who have shops there are really involved in the community in that area and also, like, intermix in other areas in Orlando as a whole. And so it's so easy to support them because I see them all the time. Like, I'm there and I, I've seen, I've watched you grow and I really love you as a business 
business because you're so involved and you're so passionate about things, especially after Pulse. It was so yes. great to see so many businesses support and know and to that. still see them have the signs up when you go to Winter Park. Oh, now, all of them. They still have yeah. them. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. And, right. In their windows. And to me, I'm like, that makes me want to make the drive to Winter right. Park to spend money there. And all the people who supported to. the Zebra Coalition just exactly. last week at their local Love Orlando event. Um, I didn't get to go, but I got to see who was there and support. And so I, that makes me want to go and spend my money when I'm down there for the, to those people. So people don't understand that things like that, just being a decent human being sometimes <laughs> uh, is the best marketing that you can yeah. do, especially in this political climate. I think people really need to understand that people are going to spend money where they feel comfortable and yes. who they feel supports them as a human being. Like, I can say that like I am one of those people that I put my money where my yep. mouth is when it comes to that sort of thing. I've always been that way. Like back when Chick-fil-A had their whole thing, I was like, well, I'm never having Chick-fil-A again. Yep. And it's so funny because a lot of people like still have it and I'm like, no, like I'm done. Um, and I try to be that way with like, there was an app that came out like years ago for, by the HRC, the human rights campaign. And it, it basically told you which businesses, um, either like they treated their LGBT employees well, or they, um, they like basically like, do they treat their employees well? Do they have good benefits for LGBT? Like things like that. And which ones like don't. Right. And so I basically took that and made myself a shopping list. And I was like, well, I guess here's where I'm using yeah. my money and here's where I'm not. And nowadays it's like like companies are very in your face with it we just saw that with the super bowl ads like people are like okay we're totally here for <laughs> this or we're totally not um, yeah so i feel like people are definitely putting it out right. a little bit more nowadays and, and consumers so. are smarter and they exactly. are using social media to communicate and yeah social media is a huge marketing tool but be aware that what you do in your personal life offline on social media will make its way to social media so just be aware yeah. of yourself as an entrepreneur especially in 2017 you really have to be aware of what you're doing what you're saying you really need to uphold your values that you have you can't say oh yeah i totally support lgbt youth and da, 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 and then go and like support a company or be shopping at a company that does not support lgbt uh, another thing to think people. about when like getting into social media marketing is like are you going to be a public persona or not yeah and if you're not that's fine but really make sure that you don't like distance yourself from the business like don't list out everything in your personal profile like this is my company and yada yada, yada. if you don't want to be the face of your business that's fine um but you just really need to make that separation yeah. and it's because as soon as you link them online it's done people can find that link forever uh so just because you have you deleted <laughs> every day doesn't mean that people won't see that one post where you're connected so and i feel like a lot of people unfortunately nowadays it like it's not unfortunately for me but i know for some people don't want to be the face of their business uh and it's i think it's harder to not do that now uh you just kind of you just kind of gotta suck it up that's why you're never online like mm. on on instagram Hi. you're just like hello <laughs> i see a post the other day and i was like yeah I too. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it can be hard to separate that personal and professional. We can have a so. post about the secret, like, different the ways to use social media for business. Like, a post, an episode yeah. <laughs> that we can talk about because there are ways. For sure. But, yeah, so these are just kind of those steps of our, from our, from finding our passion to, like, getting into yeah, the Yeah, this marketing. is your basics. Your, these, these are the back to right. basics. Um, so if we forgot any, let us know. Tweet us. I'm sure we have questions. There's some, uh, but this is basically what I did. Yeah, like it's, I don't think I did any extra steps. So uh, we have listener out. questions. So we're gonna do those really quickly because I know you guys have other stuff to do, like celebrate Black History Month. 
But it's, uh, if you have any questions for us, please email hello at heartandhustlepodcast.com. You can go to heartandhustlepodcast.com, use our contact page. You can tweet us. You can tweet us personally. You can probably DM us on it. We'll find out. We'll find you. <laughs> we'll find you. Just so, use any so of those ways. Us, we'll find it. Um, so this is kind of piggybacking off for the last thing we're talking about marketing. Is it necessary to have a large social media following to make money as an online entrepreneur? I'm going to say no. Um, because I know a lot of people that do not have large um, social media followings and make good money. And also, like, what is large? Yeah, I was going to say, large so is very subjective. Yeah, I'm going to say that they're talking in the thousands. If there's yeah. large, that's just my assumption. Um, and I feel like it's more about the connections yeah. when you're running an online business. If you have those connections, that's going to uh, profit more than likes. I know yeah. people that have thousands and thousands of followers and they get you know easily like a thousand likes per photo and they're not actually making money um so it just i think but their photos depends. are pretty but <laughs> engagement is really key yeah as i say engagement really is how you would make money from social media if that's what you want to do but i really don't think you need and when i think of large i think of anybody that's like ten thousand plus to me and i'm not saying large large i think that's just like a mid-level to large like you're starting to gain a, a larger audience i really don't um you know having couple thousand followers is fantastic and exciting make you feel good um, if you're into the gratification from social media but that doesn't mean those people are going to be paying you for your products uh it is nicer to have a larger reach when you are selling products on social media i will say especially via things like visual as instagram or facebook but that doesn't mean you always have the engagement or that the people are actually spending money they may all like the things because they're really pretty and then they'll be like well it's way too expensive mm -hmm. but i really like looking at it so um yeah definitely those are my questions. All right. So our second question is, when did you know that it was time to leave your nine to five? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I mean, for me, I I never really like gotten, like I feel like I never. <laughs> you never, I don't think you ever knew that five. it was time for you to be no, no, like, <laughs> your nine to five. Real nine to five. Like I was in college and I was a substitute teacher and then I dropped out of college and started my business. And as soon as I could afford to do my business full time and not sub, um, that's what I did. So it was just kind of like, I never really had, like, I never like had, like, you never, you never was job. in the nine to five life. Yeah. Or you never even never wanted, had... you never even wanted that life. So like, bye. <laughs> um, but I would say when your soul dies from what I've heard from other people, <laughs> like when your soul dies, that's when you know it's time oh my to gosh, leave you probably should leave a little bit before this. <laughs> <laughs> when you go to your soul checker app and it's getting from gray to black. <laughs> When it's like yeah. it's not green yeah. anymore, straight up in the gray yeah. area. That's when you know. It's time to write up your uh, your two week notice and be like, "Yo, I'm out." Uh, I definitely knew it was time. I I knew it was time before I took the last job that I took, which was probably why I didn't care about it. Um, I worked and I did my work and I, I hustled at it, but I really. I did. I could not have cared less about that job. <laughs> like, just being real, I could not care. I could not have cared less. I, you know, before I left that job, I was working for the mouse, so I feel like I, it really was a dumb decision in the first place. <laughs> um, I still like regret like not staying at Disney longer. I was say I wonder if people who don't live in Orlando like know that expression. Yeah, working for the mouse. For the mouse. That's what we say here. <laughs> when you work instead of working for the man, you work for the mouse. Yeah. Um, so I, I knew. I think when I decided 
you know, foolishly to leave the mouse to do that. I think I, my brain instantly knew that this was going to be my last job. Like I knew yeah. I was like, I'm not, I'm, I mean, I, obviously it may not be, who knows? Somebody might offer me a job that's amazing for a company that I really love. Like, and then I'll be like, just kidding. Um, I'm going to do this business on the side again. And I'm going to go work as a creative director at this magazine or whatever. Um, so that's totally definitely never, for, hire. <laughs> never not a, for the right job for and the for right, the right income, right amount of money. I'm always like my LinkedIn right is still up. Uh, yeah, but I definitely, I think that's when it, it, it just, I knew enough about running a small business from working for small businesses that it didn't make sense for me to continue to run other people's small businesses and not my own full time. Yeah. Like I'm like, that's I'm that's all I'm doing is for other people is running their business. Like I literally yeah. was doing what I do now on the technical side of our business, keeping the businessy part afloat. I was doing that for the people but obviously not making the money they were making. Yeah. <laughs> and I really, when you know how much money a company makes, I don't know how people stay mm-hmm. at businesses when they, they're not even making a, like they're making 1% of that, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just really like I, and I guess it's, again, entrepreneurship is different for other people. I was okay with the unsteady uh, pay and everything because I knew I was never going to make what this person who owned this business was making because I worked for them. I was not the owner. So I just decided I need to create the life that I want to live. I had always been in communication with a person about that. Anyway, it's not like that was brand new information. I had the business the whole time. I helped. Actually, that's how I got hired is that I helped them do design work. And that's why they hired me. So um, it's generally when I knew it was time was when I knew that I needed to be making that money of my own. your soul didn't die. No, my soul didn't die. Like I really wasn't. I I don't think I ever worked. Like I, I hated jobs that I worked and I, I really, I was at the point, I was getting close towards the end, but I didn't feel like I, inside, like my creative side was dying or anything, because I still had my business. Like I was still, yeah. we were going, re, like I was doing a lot more work for Sevenality than I was for that business, but I was still mm-hmm. nine to five there. So it was very interesting. So I, I never, I didn't get to the black of my app. <laughs> <laughs> so right, last question. How do you deal with clients who want constant communication 24-7? They want to call you. They want to fax you. They want a smoke signal. <laughs> you go first. I, I, I don't do that. <laughs> um, this is so funny because <laughs> I answered this question this morning in a Facebook group um, that I'm in where somebody was like, my client, because she has the same web design studio, graphic design studio, and she's like, my client wants to call me every time they have a question. And I was like, oh, girl, I don't do that. <laughs> um, I, I don't do that. I don't think we ever had that problem. And we kind of stopped it in the tracks before we got it. And that's just, and that comes from learning. Like, you won't know until that problem arises that somebody might actually want to call you all the time when yeah. you're an online business. Uh, what we do is in our welcome package, we have a communications guidelines. And it talks about how often you get updates from us, which is every week, every Friday. We will send you an update about what's happening in your project. If you have questions. We ask that you hold it off until then, unless it's an imperative question or like an emergency or something. Um, Other than that, you really, and it's usually communication is via email. If we have set up times that we're doing workshops or live presentations or Skyping, we like that stuff is all scheduled in your schedule. So you know when you will hear from us or see us face to face or whatever. But I generally, and I definitely never, ever, and I've said this a million times, do not text me. I don't give you my phone number for you to pick up the phone and send me a text message about your business because I will literally copy and paste that in an email <laughs> and reply. I've done that before. So don't. I wish uh, I could be your client just to experience that. <laughs> you're like, hey, girl, I have a question. And then I'm like, 
So read text question. It literally will be the subject like read text and then the text will be and then I will reply. So great. Answer because A, I do believe in the power of written communication when you have a business because everything needs to be in writing, uh, especially things that apply to changes in in a contract there's something that you have a contract for and um also don't like i text i don't even like i don't don't do it just don't do it that's my response to you is if you don't want people communicating with you constantly then you need to upfront let them know that's not an option and it's not mean or it's not rude or it's not you know it's just your preference especially if you don't like talk on the phone i know some of my friends hate phone call like i will do it you know a couple times in a project but some of my friends are like absolutely do don't you dare call me yeah. <laughs> so just let them know up front don't put your phone number also yeah. in your signature if you don't want people to call you i feel like you have better advice on this than i do because i feel like i'm known in our friend group for being like overly nice she will respond like, every time but even just like in my personal life like i feel like you guys are always like just stop like i feel like we're having like an intervention every few months about like just me being over the top nice so that does spill over into my business. I think I've gotten a lot better about it. Um, I remember like years ago, you sent me uh, your paperwork on like, this is how to help people not contact you. And I do give it to clients. I'm just the one that doesn't like, like, you know hey. what I mean? Like, I, when they like, when they will then, you know, you know, inevitably like text me or whatever. I'm like, hey girl, what's up? How you doing? So there's definitely a line there um, that sometimes I cross, but I will say this is that normally when I do communicate with them too much or like they communicate with me too much, I guess, um, I normally don't mind it and I normally don't let it get to a point where I mind it. But there's- Yeah, you're never gonna let it get overwhelming. Yeah, like I was, when I was in DC and of, of course, like I was there during the week, so you know, clients are used to contacting me during the week and I took these days off. And so somebody had texted me and like, you know how you read like half the text message before you actually like open it. And I saw that it was like some work stuff that really needed to be handled. And I'm like, I am not trying to look at this right now. Like I can only handle one thing at a time. And right now I'm turning 30. So I'm going to handle that today. (laughs) Um, So I definitely feel like I might want to even reevaluate again and be like, okay, how do I yeah. How do I remove myself from this? But it's 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 challenging for me because it's that whole stupid whole like, oh, I have to be nice thing. And it's it's like you said, it's not being mean. Like it's just having boundaries. And I have to like I, I constantly remind myself of that. But it's definitely a lot better than it used to be because it used to be horrific and people used to call me all the time and people would call me who like i had never even like not clients yeah like people that's crazy to me me. that people call photographers because i've never called my photographer like i've never called her difference like switching from photography to branding like with photography people would call me and i'd be like who is this? And at first I would never answer the phone because mm. hello, like I'm a millennial and we don't do Try, that. No. <laughs> um, but eventually I started having to, because I was like, I don't want to miss out, you know, on these opportunities. So, but now nobody calls me, which is great, but people will occasionally text me and they'll text me about like just updates or things that they need quickly or whatever. And I'm like, oh, email would be so much better. So normally what I'll do is I'll respond and I'll be like, Hey, like this sounds like I will respond and acknowledge what they said. Um, but I'll normally be like, can you send me an email about this? Because um, I'm out and about like I'm driving or I'm heading to whatever. So I probably won't remember. So just go ahead and send me an email. So I try to like redirect them. Um, so that's pretty, I feel like people should take your advice and not mine. <laughs> well, I think if you're in the situation already, a redirection yeah. is a good idea. Like, but if I you feel ex- like it's so much more badass to be like, well, if you, but if you didn't paste. start, yeah. <laughs> 
if you don't like if you didn't start having that communication up because the thing is those are people who respond to me after they got my communication guidelines like they still no, text they have, me no my but i mean like people do but you, because you had the relationship and then yeah. you, but you redirecting is a good idea for like that lat like you have a client right now that's texting you right now or trying yeah. to call you you just like send them a message and be like hey could you send me an email because things in the inbox usually that's last longer true. like i'm not keeping all my texts from you like i'm yeah. not i'm going to do i'm from i have a child i take pi- i have pictures that need my, my space yeah like clients need to be in my inbox because I don't oh yeah to oh no i don't expect oh <laughs> i know you never text back <laughs> like, i'll see you on tuesday I mean, like, if it's important i'll text you again if it's not i'll just be like yeah. oh i'll ask you on tuesday it's fine you texted me the same way. i think like thursday and i replied to you because i'm the same way so i'm like i'll forget <laughs> like it's 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 bad so yeah definitely i'd say people maybe a, a mixture of, of our advice but mostly yours because <laughs> uh i like that i'm gonna i'm gonna start I, I'm not going to do that. I, I can't lie. But maybe I'll ask you to come help me and you do it. Don't, I don't, if my hands don't do it, then it's fine. Because my soul don't yeah. doesn't know that I did it. Yeah. No. Yep. So that's my advice for you. You don't have to be boggled down by your clients. Because you need to get the work done. That's really what yes. we say in the it, beginning. It's like your communication you interrupts us from mm-hmm. having progress. And if you want to meet your deadlines, you need to give us the space to do the also, work. Also, another thing that can happen, and this used to happen to me when I was a photographer, you'd be hunting down conversations and exactly also i hated this people would facebook message yeah as well Mm -hmm. and so i'm like going like okay where did i talk to this client from and i'm digging through all these places and now i'm just like listen please email me all in one place i'll actually find it so awesome all right guys well first episode of black history month can't wait for the next one i wish that this would just be like half of the year Um, it's like christmas it's every day for us so (laughs) all right we'll see you guys next week Bye. bye